This message is brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries, we encourage you to visit us online at tabernaclehickory.org. That's tabernaclehickory.org. You can find our sermons on a number of platforms, including Apple iTunes, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. We trust that God will use this message to speak to your heart. I'd like to invite your attention there to Ruth chapter number one. Ruth chapter number one. We've taken a little break from our study in Mark uh, here in the middle of the summer. I'm preaching a series of messages entitled, taken from Deuteronomy chapter 4, that it may go well with thee. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 4 in verse number 40, Thou shalt keep therefore his statutes and his commandments which I command thee this day, that it may go well with thee. God wants your life to be a blessed life. God wants to bless you. But if you're going to experience the blessings of God, then you must learn to keep the commandments of the Lord. You must learn to honor Him, and you must learn to obey Him. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, we, we saw some questions answered. We uh, we we. We, we saw the question, how do we know him? How do we know God? Answered for us in Deuteronomy chapter 4. And in verses 32 and 33, we can know him because he has spoken to us. Isn't it wonderful that God has initiated uh, a conversation with us by revealing to us who he is through his word that God has spoken to us? What a wonderful privilege it is to hear the voice of God. So how do we know him? We know him by revelation because he spoke to us. And what do do we know about him? That's an important question, isn't it? That's answered for us in Deuteronomy chapter 4 in verses 36 and 37. We know what kind of a God he is. We can learn more about him because he desires uh, not only to reveal himself to us, but to have a relationship with us, that we can know him. The Bible says that he teaches us his word and his precepts because he loves us and because he has chosen us. Yesterday, we celebrated Bennett's first birthday. We had a party for him, and I was looking at some of the pictures and some of the videos that we took, and Uh, One of those came across my uh, phone this morning, and uh, I thought as I saw the picture, I know I didn't see my face, but I know a smile came across my face. And the longer I live, the more I recognize that it is not things that bring us joy. It is people. It is relationships. Those are what bring value to us. Those are the things that bring joy to our lives. And to think that God joys and values, he, he, he takes joy in us and he values having a relationship with us. And we cannot simply know that he exists, but we can truly know him through that relationship. And then we have a third question answered for us in Deuteronomy chapter 4. 
not only how do we know him and what we know about him, but what should we do in light of what we know? And that, that is answered for us in verse 40. Thou shalt keep therefore his statutes. He's revealed himself. He wants to have a relationship with us. Therefore, we should keep his statutes and his commandments. The Bible said that it may go well with us. And so as we've been looking at that passage of Scripture, we've also been turning our attention, and I'm really encouraging our young people to follow along here because we're, we're turning our attention to young people who have made decisions in their youth to keep his commandments, and it has gone well with them. We looked last time at Moses, and Moses refused to be identified with the world. He recognized that he was not of this world, but he was of the world to come, that he belonged to God. And he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. This morning we're looking at Ruth, and we find that Ruth refused to turn back. That's the title of the message this morning, Ruth refused to turn back. You see, God desired for Ruth that it would go well with her. But Ruth had to make a decision in light of what she knew about God. And that was a decision to obey him and to follow him. We come to Ruth chapter number 1 this morning in verse number 1. Now, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Kilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Malon and Kilion died, also both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return into the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house, the Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters, why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that ye may be uh, that may be your husbands. Verse 12, turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them? Would ye wait for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them for having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. They lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. Verse 15, and she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. 
For whither thou goest, I will go, and whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Verse 18, when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left, speaking unto her. In verse 22, the Bible says, So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. I want you to notice the words of Ruth in verse number 16. If you're looking at your, uh, at your Bible there, verse number 16, And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or, notice these words, to return from following after thee. The title of the message, Ruth Refused to Return. Uh, I think it was Dr. Al Smith who wrote the song, Shall I Turn Back Into the World? No, no, not I. Having been called out from the world, having, been, having, having received revelation of who God is, having entered into a relationship with God, shall I turn back into the world? Shall I turn my back on everything I know about who he is and everything I've been taught about him? Uh, should I turn back from the hand of his blessing and his mercy? Shall I turn back from that and go back into the world? No, no, not I. And that is the song that Ruth sang to her mother-in-law. She said, I am not going to turn back to Moab. I'm going to follow you. Your people are my people, and most importantly, your God is my God. I'm not going back. Young people, I want to encourage you, and all people who are here this morning, I want to encourage you, make up your mind, fix in your heart what you're going to do. Refuse to turn back into the world. Now, uh, we, we see the story here, how that Ruth and Orpah were Moabite girls, and they met Malon and Kilion, two uh, boys from Israel, from Bethlehem, Judah. And they weren't really supposed to be there. In fact, they were only there because there was a famine in the land. Naomi and Elimelech, the, the, the mom and dad of these two boys, uh, they left Bethlehem, Judah, and went into Moabite. They were looking for better things. They were trying to avoid difficulty. They were trying to avoid a famine. So they, they went to Moab. They should have never been there. But nevertheless, they went. And uh, while they were there, they met these two girls, the boys did, and they married these two girls. We understand that Naomi, who is uh, the, the mother of the two boys, her husband Elimelech died. Not only did he die, but sometime later the two boys died. And so Naomi is a grieving widow and a grieving mother. And uh, as she uh, is living in Moab, she, she recognizes that she has she has. Uh, taken a course in life that God never intended for her to take. And she made a hasty decision to try to avoid difficulty and turned away from the truth of what God desired for them. And they went down into Moab. So many times when we're facing difficulties, we make decisions to turn away from what we know and the God we know. We make very difficult uh, circumstances for ourselves when we make those decisions. And so here's this lady grieving, and here's the two girls that she feels the responsibility for. These two girls, Orpah and Ruth, have married her daughters. They've 
come under the shadow of her home, and, and she has loved them, and she has no doubt taught them about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But now as she's returning to her people, she recognizes that her people, the people of Israel, are not going to be very welcoming at first to some Moabite girls. And uh, we understand that these Moabite girls, uh, they, they needed a husband. They needed a future. And uh, Ruth, uh, Ruth and, and Orpah, they, they were widows. And so Naomi carried a great burden and a great responsibility to try to take care of them. And she said, look, girls, I can't do anything for you. If I were to marry somebody and have a child, are you going to wait till he grows up? It's a ridiculous notion. That's why she presents it to them. And she said, no, you're not going to wait. And so you might just think about going back home and finding a husband in Moab and just living your life there because I'm going back to Bethlehem, Judah. I'm returning back to the people of God. I've, I've made some bad decisions here. And so Orpah, she makes the decision to go back. She goes back to Moab, but Ruth says, no, no, I, I don't care about the circumstances. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow on to know God. And she cleaves unto her mother-in-law. Now, those of us who know the story, we understand how it turns out for Ruth, right? Oh, how God blesses Ruth, this Moabite girl who was under a curse, according to the law in Deuteronomy, who was crushed beneath the burden of, of, of the fact that her husband had died and all that she had known now uh, was gone from her. She was all alone in this world. So here she is cursed and condemned and crushed, but yet God is going to do a miraculous work in her life. God desired that it would go well with her. He desired the same for Orpah, but we understand that Orpah turned back. Perhaps when she went back into Moab, no doubt she met a Moabite man and she married and maybe she had a family and maybe she went to worship the gods of the Moabites. And all along she knew in her heart that that was not the true God. But nevertheless, she's joined to a Moabite man. Her children are being raised in a Moabite culture and she's dealing with the burdens of that. And maybe one day, maybe one day, she scrolls through her social media pages and she sees a picture of Ruth holding a precious little baby. And Ruth married to Boaz. And maybe she thinks about what could have been had she only followed the Lord. And she sees the blessings that God has bestowed upon Ruth. I want to tell you, friend, I don't want you, and the young people, I don't want you to live a life of regret. I want you to experience and enjoy the blessings of God. And we find here when we make decisions that will not turn back into the world, when we refuse to return, God will honor those decisions and we will enjoy the blessings of God. I want you to notice some things here in this passage, and we'll have to move very quickly. Number one, I want you to see that Ruth exhibited resolve. Ruth exhibited resolve. Look in verse 14. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. Orpah said, I love you. I love you, Naomi. I'm going to give you a hug and a kiss, but I'm going to leave. But Ruth said, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to cleave to you. I'm going to stick with you. I, I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to hold on to you. 
Notice in verse number 18, when she saw, that is when Naomi saw that she, that is Ruth, when Naomi saw that Ruth was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Do you know what can make the difference in your life? It is just one simple thing. Making up your mind that you're going to serve God. You don't have to wait for some emotional experience. You don't have to wait for some, some chill bumps to, to move up and down your body. You don't have to, you don't have to wait for anything uh, exciting to happen. All you have to do is determine that you're going to follow the God who has spoken to you, that you are going to stay within the confines of that relationship that he has entered into you with, and you decide that you're going to follow God. You're going to make up your mind. You're going to determine in your heart that you're going to follow the Lord. You're not going to be moved from it. That's what happened to this young lady. She was steadfastly minded to go. Now, I want you to notice, she made that decision resisting the pressure of her circumstances. I think you ought to write that down. I think that's something you ought to note. She made that decision resisting the pressure of her circumstances. Now, we would have to go back and learn a lot about the culture of the day and a lot about the Moabite world. But here's what I want you to understand. It was not going to be an easy road for two Moabite widows. There, was, there were no social services. There was no church to take care of them. It was not going to be an easy road. And following Naomi had no promise for them concerning finding a husband because these are Moabite girls. They're girls who are under the law cursed. And, and, and just the thought that maybe some... Hebrew, some Israelite boy would, would marry them. That was, uh, that was beyond the, the mainstream thought of the day. And so here are these girls with no prospects, living alone in a ruthless world. But yet, despite the circumstances which dictated to them, you need to return to Moab if you want to have any kind of a life, you need to return to Moab if you ever want to have a future. If you need to return to Moab if you ever want to get married. You want to return to Moab if you ever want to have children. Those were the circumstances. And despite those circumstances, Ruth said, wait a minute, I'm going to trust God and I'm going to follow God. So many times we have circumstances come into our lives and we say, well, you know, it's so hard, and, and if, I, if, I, if I follow through with God, you know, this might happen, and, and that might happen. And, hey, wait a minute. What about just trusting God for who he is and knowing that God is able to raise us above the circumstances to trust in God? And this is the decision that she made. Despite the pressure of her circumstances, she said, I'm going to follow on. I'm going to go with you, your God is my God. Not only did she resist the pressure of her circumstances, but I want you to see she resisted the pressure of her peers. Uh, Orpah and Ruth, I mean, they were close. They were sisters. They were all that they had. I mean, they were the best of friends. And Orpah says, wait a minute, I'm leaving. Naomi's right. I'm going to go back to Moab, and I'm going to find a husband. But Ruth said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, no. I understand what Naomi's saying, but wait a minute. God is, in, God is there, and the people of God are there in Bethlehem, Judah. I'm not going back to Moab, a pagan land. 
and Orpah left. You see, there was peer pressure. Hey, peer pressure is real, is it not? I'd serve God, but I wonder what everybody else is going to think about it. I, 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 I would serve God, but it looks like the trend of the world is going one way. I don't want to be an oddball. I, I, I don't want to be left out. And so Ruth determined in her heart that despite the pressure of her peers, she was going to serve God. Do you know what it would take to send revival to our church and to our youth group in particular? Do you know what it would take? It would take some young person who gave their heart to God and didn't care what anybody else thought about it. Who didn't care? Who just said, I'm going to serve the Lord. Irregardless of what my friends say, irregardless of what people say, I'm going to serve God. See, that was her decision, and she was determined in that decision. Ruth exhibited, number one, resolve. She made a decision. She held firmly to that decision, and she followed God. Some of us can't even make a decision to be faithful to the house of God. Some of us can't make a decision that we're going to do right. Some of us can't make a decision about how we're going to honor God with our income and our tithes and our offerings. We can't make a decision about serving God in the ministries of the local church. Hey, we need to get some resolve. We need to make a commitment. We need to make a decision and not be soon shaken from that decision. She exhibited resolve. Number two, I want you to see not only did Ruth exhibit resolve, but number two, she extended respect. You know, we live in an age where people can't hardly ever demonstrate respect and reverence. What we see taking place in, in, in the Congress with the attitudes of these new Congress people and their lack of respect and their reverence and appreciation for our nation and for the leaders who have gone before them is despicable and disgusting. I want to say it again. What we see taking place in Washington, D.C., and the irreverence that we see is both despicable and disgusting. And I don't care, by the way, what side you're on. It's despicable and disgusting on both sides. And we live in a world full of irreverence and full of rebellion, and we see riots taking place in the streets and the police not doing anything. And this week, we've seen in the news media how that people are pouring buckets of water on law enforcement officials in New York City. We live in an age of irreverence and disrespect and an age of rebellion. But here we find a lady who extended respect. And young person, if you want God's blessing on your life, you're going to learn to respect people. You're going to learn to respect your elders. I want you to look with me at chapter 2. Are you there? Uh, Ruth chapter number 2. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hap was to light on the part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his serpent, a servant rather, uh, that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi. 
out of the country of Moab. And she said, now notice her words. These are the words of Ruth that he's repeating. I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even unto the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. You see, we find Ruth was a woman who respected her elders, and she was a woman who respected others. Now, the Bible says this. If we're going to be respectful, there's a lesson that we have to learn. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 3. Let me read it to you. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. The Bible says that we're not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. You know, when we can't show respect for those who are our elders, when we cannot show respect for those who are in authority in our lives, when we cannot show respect for one another, we've got a problem. That problem's called pride. We think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. If we're going to show respect, then we have to learn to be humble. Now, here we find that Ruth extended respect to her mother-in-law. Notice what she says to Naomi in verse number two. Let me now go. She seeks her permission. She honors her. And if we study this book very carefully, we're going to find that uh, Ruth had the right spirit toward Naomi. Now, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, young people. Naomi was no perfect example of a mother and of a Christian. She was in a mess because of her own uh, backslidden condition. She made some bad choices. And by the way, parents make bad choices, right? There are no perfect parents in this auditorium. But I want to tell you, irregardless of the fact that your parents are imperfect, you have been commanded by God to honor your father and your mother and to show them respect. And if you want God's blessing on your life, you're going to learn to say uh, with an attitude of gratefulness, thank you. You're going to learn to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. You're going to learn to obey your parents and honor them. The Bible does say obey your parents in the Lord, for this is what? It's right. It's the right thing to do. You are not to determine whether or not you should obey them based on your examination of them. Oh, no, no. You are to determine to obey them because God said in his word, obey your parents in the Lord. So she learned to honor her mother-in-law. She also learned to honor others. Notice in verse 7, the testimony of the reapers. When she came to the reapers, that was the people that were the hired servants of Boaz working in the field. She, she didn't have a right to be there. Only by the grace of God who allowed the, and made provision for poor people to come and, and, and reap the corners of the fields could she be there. And because of that provision, she was there. But notice how she treated the hired servants. Not as if she deserved it. Not as if she had a right to it. She wasn't entitled to it. Oh, no. Notice what she says in verse 7. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheep. She came with kindness and respect and humility. Then notice, if you would please, in verse number 10. Boaz extends grace to her. He is impressed by her. He's impressed by the fact that she's stuck with her mother-in-law. She's impressed by the fact that she's embraced the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's impressed with the fact that she's out in the field gleaning. He's impressed with her, and he extends grace to her. And notice in verse number 10, as he spoke to her and told her that she could, she could glean, even among the reapers, she could get out in the field, she could take as much as she would like. Notice in verse 10, 
Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? You see, here's a young lady who exhibited respect, respect for her parents, respect for other people, and respect for those in authority. If you want God's blessing, listen, if you want God's blessing in your life, you learn to respect authority. You learn to be kind to people. You learn to treat other people with respect. It doesn't cost you anything to be kind to people. Hold the door for people at the grocery store. They're coming in, hold the door for them. Learn to say thank you. Learn to say yes, ma'am. Learn to say no, ma'am. Do you know what will happen? People will be impressed by that. You'll gain favor with man, and you'll gain favor with God. And this is the course that Ruth took, and God blessed her. You see, God desired that it would go well with her. And so she learned uh, to exhibit resolve, make up her mind and obey and follow on. She learned to extend respect. Here's the third thing. Ruth embraced responsibility. Ruth embraced responsibility. Now, I want you to know what happens here in verse number one, chapter number two. Are you there, young people? Are you with me? How about, how about moms and dads? Are you with me? Amen. Church, are you here this morning? Would you say amen? If you have breath, would you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. If you got a Bible in your hand, I want you to in Ruth chapter number 2 and verse 1. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Elimelech, and his name was, Moabite, uh, was Boaz. And I'm reading Moabite at the same time. And Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field and glean ears after him. Now, I want you to know what happened. Get the picture. Ruth has come into town with Naomi. Everybody says, there's Naomi. And who is that with her? That's one of her daughters and all. That's Ruth. Oh, we heard she's a good girl. We heard she wants to honor God. We heard she wants to follow God. Notice how she's treated her, her mother-in-law. And now she gets up in the morning, and she says, well, she walks into the kitchen. I'm talking now. I'm, I'm Ruth. All right. Hey, are you with me? You guys with me? You with me? She gets up in the morning at a good early hour, and she goes into the kitchen, and she says, what's for breakfast? No, that's not what happened. No, she got up real early, and she went to her mother-in-law, and she says, hey, where can I go work today? I said it. You heard me. Where can I go work today? What can I do to earn some money, to get some food, to help you and to help take care of me? I, I, I think I, I need to get up and I, I need to go to work. I, I'm going to embrace responsibility. This is in the Bible, right? She said, let me now go to the field, are you with me, chapter 2, and glean. I'm going to go work. Verse number 3, this wasn't reverse psychology. She wasn't waiting on Naomi to say, oh, no, honey, no, no, I'll get you something. I'll run to Bojangles. It'll be fine. No, she wasn't reverse psychology. This wasn't a gimmick. This wasn't a game. Notice in verse 3, and she, what's the word, church? She did what, young people? 
she went. She didn't just talk about it, she did it. And came, and what's the next word? She gleaned. Notice verse 7. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came. Notice this. And hath continued even from the morning until now. What do we find out about her? She worked. She worked. She labored. She embraced responsibility. Notice the words of Boaz as he's speaking to her. He says in verse number 12, The Lord recompense thy, what's the next word? Work. And a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel. Verse 17, So she did what? So she gleaned in the field. Until when? Until even. From the morning until the evening. Do you know what she did? She worked. She embraced responsibility. She didn't lay in the bed all morning. The Bible says in Proverbs 26 and verse 14, As the door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. Do you know, there is a time when you ought to get up, and there is things that you ought to do when you get up. I heard a man say recently that someone discovered blanket victory. And they were asking him, what did you mean by that? Does that mean he got victory over everything? He said, no, he got victory over his blanket. He learned to get up in the morning and get out of bed. Somebody wrote a book. Uh, I think it was a military man. He said, if you want to have, have a life of order and discipline, then you need to learn to get up and make your bed. I thought some moms would wave their hankies and run the aisles when I said that. Get to work. Don't be a slob. Don't lay in bed all day. Make your bed. Clean your room. Take out the garbage. Help your mom. Get a job. She's not your servant. Proverbs 10, verses 3 and 4, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is the son that causeth shame. Proverbs 19 and verse 15, Slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep, and the idle soul shall suffer hunger. Proverbs 20 and verse 13, Love not sleep, Lest thou come to poverty, open thine eyes, and thou shalt be satisfied with bread. You said, man, I didn't realize the Bible had all that to say. Well, read it. It's in there. God has a lot to say about being lazy. Ruth wasn't lazy. She didn't shirk responsibility. She embraced it. Let me give you the fourth thing. Are you still with me, young people? Yeah, are you still with me? You can nod your head. Do that. Help me. There you go. All right, good. I'm not going to get a verbal response out of them. I'll take the nod. Number four, Ruth exercised restraint. Now, Ruth met a guy named Boaz. We've been introduced to him. And, and, and Boaz was a kinsman redeemer. And Boaz had a lot of money. And uh, Ruth was excited. And, and Naomi said, hey, you need to go up there and talk to Boaz. You, you, you need to let Boaz know that you're interested in him. Now, not the way the world does that, not the way maybe a lot of people do that today. She was to do it in a reverential way, a respectful way. 
a, a, a discreet way. And so we find here that she exercised restraint. Notice in verse 1 of chapter number 3. Chapter number 3, verse 1. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee? That means, can I not seek a place for you? A life for you? A husband for you? That it may be, notice what he says, she says there. That it may be what? Well with thee. How does God want it to go with you? He wants it to go well. Satan wants it to go wrong. God wants it to go well. If you'll learn to honor him, it will go well. Verse 2, And now is not Boaz of our kindred with whose maidens thou wast? Behold, he winneth barley tonight in the threshing floor. All right, so Ruth, Boaz is a kinsman redeemer. He's, he, he can take care of you. He can give you rest. You can have all the dreams of your life fulfilled. God is still at work. Let's see what God will do. And so Ruth learns here to exercise restraint, not to try to do it for God, but to allow God to do it for her. Now, notice her propriety, verse 3. By the way, these are good notes for young people who want to get married. Wash thyself, therefore. Take a bath. And anoint thee. Put some cologne on or some perfume. Put thy raiment upon thee. Notice, it is not take thy raiment off of thee. It is put thy raiment upon thee. It is not see how, how naked you can get for the world, but be modest and Christ-like. And get thee down to the floor, but make not thyself known unto the man until he shall have done eating and drinking. Now, there's a lot of cultural things here that I really wish I had time to explain that I think would help you, but I don't have time to do that. So stay with me. And it shall be when he lieth down that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie, and thou shalt go in and uncover his feet and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou shalt do. And she said unto her, All that thou sayest unto me, I will do. She said, that's a really bad idea. What's the point of that? That's what most young people would say. She said, I'll do what you say. I may not understand it, but I'll do it. And so she did it. Verse 6, she went down under the floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law bade her. And so we know the story. She goes and lays down at the feet of Boaz. She is fully dressed. There is nothing immodest taking place here. There is nothing immoral taking place here. She goes down into the place where the reapers who have been out in the fields are working, and there's a place where they, at, in the evening, they retire in, a, in, a, in number, like in a camp barracks type setting, and people are sleeping there. She comes in discreetly, and she lays down at his feet. He, he is awakened by her at midnight. Look at it, verse 8. It came to pass at midnight. The man was afraid and turned himself and behold, a woman lay at his feet, verse 9, and she, he said, Who art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth, thine handmaid. Spread therefore thy skirt over thine handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. You know what she's doing here? She's declaring to him that she wants to be underneath his protection and wants to be involved in a relationship with him. And she does it in a very proper fashion, a very discreet fashion. She declares to him uh, her affection for him. Verse 10, 
And he said, Blessed be thou, the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning, inasmuch as thou followest not young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, fear not, for I will do thee all that thou requirest. For all the city of my people doth know, doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. You see, she's a pure girl, and she's a patient girl because she's going to wait on the decision to be made, and she's a proper girl. Hey, she exercised restraint. We live in a world that says, let it go. Be what you want to be. Do what you want to do. But if you want God's blessings, you're going to be a, a person who is under restraint, who is governed by God and God's word. And then as I close, Ruth enjoyed a reward. Do you know what she got in the end? She got Boaz. She became a bride. She had a baby. And she got a blessing. She got to carry that baby to Naomi, who never thought she'd have a grandchild. And Naomi got to hold that baby. Now, for those of us who have grandchildren, we understand the joy that brings, don't we? We understand, I mean, the love that we have for that child. And here she was. She was blessed. And not only was she blessed with that baby, but let me tell you what that baby became. He became, uh, he became uh, the, the, the forefather of King David and of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a wonderful privilege she got. You see, God wanted it to go well with her, didn't he? He wanted it to go well with her. He wanted it to go well with Ruth, this small bite girl. But she had to make a, a decision. And here's, here was, here's her decision. At the point of her youth, with difficult circumstances and under peer pressure, she said, I'm going to stick with God. Now, what decision are you willing to make? And maybe you've made decisions that you're not happy about. You can still make a decision from henceforth. I'm going to go with God. And maybe you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior. Today you need to make a decision to follow Jesus. That you're going to turn from this world, to turn from your sin, and turn to Christ. I think of that song, Were It Not For Grace. I can't tell you where I'd be. Wandering down some pointless road to nowhere with my salvation up to me. If it's up to me, I'm in trouble. Let's follow the Lord. Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used His Word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.